Chapter Three, Part Two of the Metamorphosis, or Golden Ass. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ted Garvin. The Metamorphosis, or Golden Ass, by Puleius, translated by Thomas Taylor. Chapter Three, Part Two. Lying therefore sorrowful in my bed. I revolved in my mind all that had happened to me, till at length my Fotis, having put her mistress to bed, came to me very much unlike herself, for she did not bring with her a joyful face, nor mirthful speech, but came with a sorrowful aspect and wrinkled forehead. Lastly, having spoke doubtfully and timidly, she said, I, of my own accord, confess that I have been the cause to you of this molestation and immediately she drew a whip from her bosom and extending it to me said revenge yourself i beseech you on a perfidious woman or rather inflict on me some greater punishment nevertheless do not i entreat you believe that i voluntarily occasioned you this anguish and sorrow may the gods be more favourable to me than that you should suffer on my account the smallest anxiety and if anything adverse is likely to befall you may the whole of it be immediately washed away with my blood and if anything adverse is likely to befall you, may the whole of it be immediately washed away with my blood. But that, which I was ordered to do, for the sake of another thing, has, through my evil destiny, been converted to your injury. Then I, being urged by my usual curiosity, and longing to have the latent cause of this deed unfolded, thus answered, That whip, the most iniquitous and audacious of all things, which you have destined to scourge yourself with, shall be destroyed being broken into pieces by me, before it shall touch your most soft and milk-white skin. But tell me faithfully, I beseech you, what deed of yours the malignity of fortune converted to my destruction. For I swear by your head, which is most dear to me, that I would not believe any one who should assert that you have thought of anything baneful to me, nor would I give credit to it, though you yourself should affirm it. Moreover, uncertain, or even adverse events, cannot cause innoxious thoughts to become the subject of blame. When I had finished these words, I thirstily imbibed love from the eyes of my photos, which were moist and tremulous, faint with precipitate lust, and half open, through ardent and absorbing kisses. So she, being refreshed with joy, said, Suffer me, I beseech you, in the first place, carefully to shut the door of the bedchamber, lest I should commit a great crime, through the profane petulance of the words that may fall from me. And having thus said, she barred and firmly bolted the door, and thus, returning to me, and embracing my neck with both her hands, she said to me, in a low and very diminished tone of voice, I fear, and profoundly tremble, to disclose the hidden affairs of this house, and to reveal the arcane secrets of my mistress. But I anticipate better things of you in your erudition, who, independently of the superior dignity of your birth, and the sublimity of your genius, are initiated in many sacred mysteries, and consequently know the sacred faith of silence. Whatever, therefore, I shall commit to the penetralia of this religious breast of yours, I beseech you to preserve perpetually shut within its recesses, and to remunerate the simplicity of my narration by the tenacity of your taciturnity, for the power of love, by which I am bound to you, compels me to indicate those things to you, which, of all mortals, are known to me alone." Now you shall know all the state of our house, now you shall know the wonderful secrets of my mistress, to which the souls of the dead are obedient, and the elements are subservient, and by which the stars are disturbed, 
and the divinities are compelled nor does she ever employ the force of this art in a greater degree than when she has lustfully beheld a young man of a graceful form which is the thing that happens to her frequently now also she vehemently loves a certain boeotian youth who is beautiful in the extreme and in order to allure him ardently employs all the power and machinations of her art i heard her yesterday in the evening i heard her i say with these my own ears threaten the sun with nebulous obscurity and perpetual darkness if he did not more rapidly set and sooner give place to the night so as to afford her an opportunity of exercising the enchantments of magic yesterday she accidentally beheld this youth sitting in a barber's shop as she was returning from the bath and ordered me secretly to take away his hairs which then lay on the ground and had been cut off by the scissors these the barber found me diligently and furtively collecting and because we were in other respects publicly infamous through exercising the malefic discipline he took hold of and severely reproved me will you not cease o most infamous woman he said to seal the hairs of beautiful young men unless however you desist from this wickedness i will take you without delay before the magistrates and following his words by deeds he explored with his hands and drew out enraged from between my breasts the hair which was there concealed being grievously affected by this deed and considering with myself the manners of my mistress who is accustomed to be excessively enraged and to beat me most cruelly when she is disappointed in a thing of this kind i deliberated about making my escape but on your account i immediately rejected that design when however i departed from thence sorrowful lest i should return with hands perfectly empty i beheld a certain person shearing with a pair of scissors the skins of goats and when i saw that these were properly bound together were inflated and stood of their own accord i took a sufficient quantity of the hairs of them which were scattered on the ground and were yellow and therefore similar to those of the boeotian youth and these i delivered to my mistress dissembling the truth so at the beginning of the night before you departed from supper pamphile my mistress being now beside herself ascended into a gallery which was covered with narrow pieces of wood instead of tiles this gallery which she privately frequents is situated in the higher part of the house has an aperture exposed to the winds and a prospect of the eastern and all the other climates of the world especially adapted to these arts and in the first place she adorned her deadly workshop with its usual apparatus viz with every kind of aromatics with plates of metal engraved with unknown characters with nails taken from shipwrecked vessels and with the members of many lamented bodies exposed to the open air and also of those that had been buried here were noses and fingers there the nails by which culprits had been fixed to the cross and to which portions of flesh adhered and in another place the blood of those was preserved that had been slain and mangled skulls snatched from the teeth of wild beasts then having charmed the yet breathing fibres she made a libation with different liquors at one time with fontal water at another with the milk of cows and at another with mountain honey she likewise made a libation with mead after this she committed to the live coals to be burnt with many aromatics those plaited goat hairs and then with the unconquerable power of the magic discipline and the occult force of the gods who were compelled by incantations those bodies the hairs of which smoked with a crashing noise were immediately changed into a human form and became sentient and heard and walked where also the scent of their spoils attracted them with thither they came and desiring to enter the house in the place of the young boeotian they knock at the gate 
when lo you being intoxicated and deceived by the darkness of the night and bravely armed with a drawn sword like insane ajax yet not lacerating whole herds as he did who was hostile to live cattle but far more bold you deprived of life three inflated goatskins in order that your adversaries being laid prostrate without any stain of blood i might now embrace you not as a homicide but as a slayer of bladders and thus through the facetious narration of photis merrily jesting with each other i said now therefore i may enumerate this as the first glory which my fortitude has obtained and which is as it were one of the twelve labors of hercules so that my prowess in having slain three bladders may be considered as co-equal to the destruction of the tricorporal geryon or the three-headed cerebus in order however that i may sincerely and willingly pardon you for the fault through which you involve me in such great anguish of mine accomplish what i most ardently desire and show me your mistress when she attempts anything pertaining to this divine magic discipline so that when she invokes the gods i may at least see her changed into another form for i am most vehemently desirous of obtaining a nearer and more accurate knowledge of magic though you yourself do not appear to me to be ignorant of and unskilled in things of this kind for i know and perfectly experience in myself that you are not destitute of this knowledge since you detain me voluntarily bound and subjected to you like a slave as i have always despised maternal embraces by those bright eyes of yours and by your ruddy lips splendid hair open-mouthed kisses and fragrant breasts lastly i neither am anxious to return home nor am i making any preparations for that purpose nor is there anything which i prefer to this night to this she replied how much do i wish o lucius to effect that which you desire but my mistress on account of the envy and malevolence of others has always been accustomed to perform such arcana alone remote from the sight of every one i prefer however the gratification of your request to my own safety and i will diligently accomplish what you wish exploring for this purpose a fit opportunity do you only as i at first admonished you faithfully preserve in silence a thing of such great consequence and now sleep being infused into our eyes which were enfeebled with wakefulness detained us in bed till it was broad day having passed a few nights voluptuously after this manner photis on a certain day ran to me agitated and trembling exceedingly and informed me that her mistress because she had not hitherto made any proficiency in her amours by other arts would on the following night assume wings and be changed into a bird and would thus transformed fly to the object of her love i cautiously therefore prepared myself for the survey of a thing of such importance and now towards the beginning of the night photis brought me with doubtful and silent steps to that lofty chamber and ordered me to look through a certain chink of the door that i might see what was transacted and in the first place indeed pamphile divested herself of all her garments and having opened a certain small chest took from thence many boxes from one of which the covering being removed she rubbed herself for a long time with an ointment contained in it from the extremities of her feet to the crown of her head when also with the lamp in her hand she had said much in a low voice she shook her limbs with a tremulous agitation and from these lightly fluctuating soft feathers extend themselves and strong wings burst forth the nose is hardened and incurvated the nails are compressed and made crooked and pafil becomes an owl being thus changed and emitting a querulous sound she made a trial of herself and gradually leapt from the earth 
and soon after being raised on high she flew out of doors with all the force of her wings thus she indeed was voluntarily changed by her own magic arts but i who was not enchanted by any magic words but only astounded at what was then transacted seemed to be anything else rather than lucius thus being exterminated from intellect and astonished even to insanity i was dreaming though awake so that for a long time rubbing my eyes i endeavoured to ascertain whether i was in a vigilant state at length therefore returning to an animate aversion of the present transactions i took hold of the right hand of photis and applying it to my eyes i said suffer me i beseech you to reap the great and singular fruit of your love while the occasion offers and give me a little ointment from the same box this my sweetest i entreat you to grant by those eyes of mine which are devoted to you and thus by conferring on me a benefit which can never be remunerated bind me to you a perpetual slave and now cause it to come to pass that i may stand near you my venus a winged cupid would you said she my paramour act fraudulently by me and compel me voluntarily to throw an axe at my legs shall i thus preserve my lucius for the thessalian virgins where shall i seek for him when he is changed into a bird when shall i see him may the celestial powers i said avert from me that crime that i who born on eagles wings should be able to fly through all heaven and be the sure messenger of jupiter or the joyful bearer of thunder should not after i had obtained this dignity of wings frequently fly to my nest i swear to you by that sweet little knot of your hair with which you have bound my spirit that i prefer no other female to my photos this also occurs to my thoughts that when once being rubbed with that ointment i am changed into a bird of that kind i e into an owl uh, to avoid all houses for what a beautiful and agreeable lover will an owl be to matrons do we not also see that these nocturnal birds when they have entered into any house are solicitously caught and nailed to the doors that by their torments they may expiate the calamity which they pretend to the family by their inauspicious flight but tell me what i had almost forgot to inquire what i must say or do in order that i may return to this my form of lucius having divested myself of those wings be not solicitous she said about this for my mistress has shown to me everything which can again change such forms into the human shape you must not however think that she did this through any benevolence towards me but in order that i might be able to afford her a salutary remedy when she returns home lastly consider with what small and frivolous herbs a thing of such magnitude is affected for a little of the herb dill put into fountain water with the leaves of the laurel is given as a lotion and also to drink having frequently asserted this she went into the bedchamber with great trepidation and took out a box from the chest which i having first embraced and kissed and prayed that it would favour me with prosperous flights hastily divested myself of all my garments and having ardently put my hand into it and taken from thence a sufficient quantity of the ointment i rubbed with it the members of my body and now balancing my arms with alternate efforts i longed to be changed into a similar bird no plumes however nor any wings germinated but my hairs became evidently thickened into bristles my tender skin was hardened into a hide and the extremity of my hands all my fingers having lost their number coalesced into several hoofs and a long tail proceeded from the extremity of my spine my face was now enormous my mouth was long and my lips immoderate and pendant thus also my ears increased excessively and were clothed with rough hairs 
and while destitute of all hope i consider the whole of my body i see that i am not a bird but an ass and complaining of the deed of photis but being deprived both of the human gesture and voice i silently expostulated with her which was all i could do with my underlip hanging down and beheld her sternly and obliquely yet with humid eyes but she as soon as she beheld me thus changed struck her forehead with her addicted hands and exclaimed wretch that i am i am undone trepidation and at the same time festination have beguiled me and the similarity of the boxes has deceived me it is well however that a remedy for this transformation may be easily obtained for by only chewing roses you will put off the form of an ass and will immediately become again my lucius and i wish i had prepared for this evening according to my custom some garlands of roses for then you would not have suffered the delay even of one night but as soon as it is morning a remedy shall hastily be procured for you after this manner she lamented but i though i was a complete ass and instead of lucius a laboring beast yet retained human sense lastly i deliberated much and for a long time with myself whether i ought not to slay that most iniquitous and wicked woman by frequently kicking and biting her but better thoughts recalled me from the rash design lest by punishing photus with death i should again extinguish for myself salutary succour shaking therefore my dejected head dissembling my temporary injury and submitting to my most severe misfortune i betake myself to that most excellent horse in the stable on which i rode where also i found another ass dwelling who belonged to my late host milo and i thought that this my horse if there is in dumb animals any secret and natural fidelity would being impelled by a certain knowledge and pity afford me a lodging and the rights of hospitality but by jupiter hospitalis and the secret divinity of faith that excellent horse of mine and the ass moved their heads towards each other and immediately consented to my destruction for when they beheld me approaching to the manger with my ears fallen they furiously attacked me with hostile heels fearing for their food and i am driven far away from that barley which in the evening i had placed with my own hands before that most grateful servant being thus treated and expelled to a solitary place i went to a corner of the stable while i reflect with myself on the insolence of my companions and meditate vengeance on my perfidious horse when on the following day i should become lucius again by the assistance of roses i beheld a resemblance to the goddess epona placed in an excavation or niche in the middle of a pillar which also having a middle situation supported the beams of the stable this image was carefully adorned with garlands of roses which had been recently gathered at length therefore recognizing my salutary aid i boldly rise precipitately borne along with hope making all the exertion i could with my four feet extended and stretching out my neck and very much advancing my lips i most strenuously endeavoured to snatch the garlands while however i was endeavouring to accomplish this my boy to whose care my horse had always been committed suddenly beholding me dignantly arose and said how long shall we endure this vile ass who a little before was hostile to the food of the labouring beast and now attacks even the statues of the gods but i will now cause this sacrilegious beast to be both weak and lame and immediately searching for something with which he might strike me he found a bundle of wood accidentally lying there and selecting from thence a leafy staff larger than all the rest he did not cease to beat me unfortunate as i was till being frightened by a loud knocking at the doors and a great tumult and by the trembling voices of the neighbours exclaiming there were thieves he betook himself to flight 
and without delay a band of robbers having entered the house by violence seized on everything in it and an armed multitude surrounded all the parts of the house the robbers also running everywhere opposed themselves to those who flew to give assistance all of them being furnished with swords and torches illuminate the night and the coruscations of swords resembled the light emitted by the rising sun then attacking a certain treasury firmly closed with very strong bars which was placed in the middle of the house and was filled with the wealth of milo they broke it open with powerful axes and from this when completely opened they took away all the riches and divided them among themselves having hastily tied the bundles into which the portions of the booty were made the multitude of the bundles however surpassed the number of those that were to carry them then being brought to extreme poverty through too great an abundance of wealth they led forth us two asses and my horse from the stable loaded us with the heaviest burdens they could and expelled us with the blows of staves from the house which was now empty leaving also one of their companions behind as a spy who might inform them what inquiry was made about the robbery they led us rapidly and at the same time frequently beating us through the trackless paths of the mountains and now i through the weight of things of such magnitude and through the difficulty of ascending to the summit of the mountain and the length of the way was not in any respect different from a dead body it occurred to me however late indeed but seriously that i should fly to civil aid and liberate myself from so many miseries by invoking the venerable name of the emperor at length it being now broad daylight as we passed through a certain populous village which was much frequented on account of fairs i tried to invoke the august name of caesar in the midst of a crowd of greeks but i could only utter the letter o clearly and strongly and was not able to enunciate the name of caesar the robbers also despising my dissonant clamour and striking in all parts my miserable hide left it at length through laceration not even fit for the purpose of a sieve but at length jupiter whose providence extends to all things procured for me unexpected safety for while i passed by many small farms and large houses i beheld a certain very pleasant little garden in which besides other delectable plants there were virgin roses wet with morning dew ardently desiring these and brisk and joyful with the hope of safety i came nearer to them and while with undulating lips i longed to eat them a far more salutary thought occurred to me viz that if i should again become lucius being divested of the asinine form i should meet with certain destruction by the hands of the robbers who would either suspect me of being skilled in the magic art or would fear that i should betray them by my accusation at that time therefore i necessarily abstained from roses and enduring my present fortune bit my bridle under the form of an ass End of chapter 3, part 2